You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jill Hicks. This is College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Hope you guys are having a really great week and... I hope that all these college summer camps that you guys are attending and the ones coming up have been fantastic. I know there's so much to learn by going to a college summer camp, and I know there's so much to experience, but overall, I keep hearing how fun they are, and I absolutely love that so many of you are taking advantage of these um, opportunities. All right, so Today's topics are going to be top three major concerns for college students, number one, and then how to stand out at this weekend's um, showcase, which is Best Darn Camps, or really any showcase you might have coming up. But I know a lot of you are going to Best Darn Camps, so I want to give you a few tips and things to be thinking about. So we're going to start with top three major concerns for college students. So many of you are looking ahead to being a college student. It's super exciting. The idea that you don't even know where you might land, but that you get to start looking, you get to start thinking about where you might go. You might even be on some of these college campuses and dreaming about one day being one of their um, athletes. But few things we don't typically talk about, but I think it's really important to, is what are some of the pitfalls when you get to college? What are some of the things that college students say are really hard, but nobody really talks about it? What are some of the things that um, are normal to go through when you actually leave mom and dad, leave your home, leave your clubs, and you're in the dorms, maybe all by yourself, and you don't really know that many people yet, what are some of the emotions and the feelings that you might have? That's what we're going to talk about today. And the purpose of this is not to get you all stressed and worried and feeling down about it, but instead, it's an opportunity to hear about it, maybe um, find some ways to talk about it with your parents, so that you're somewhat mindful and prepared for what's going to be ahead instead of going through all of it once you get there and feeling like you have no one to talk to. Okay, so that's my purpose in bringing up um, this topic. All right, so what are some of the common issues statistically that are um, common for any college student? I mean, you wouldn't even have to be an athlete to experience some of these items. So One is anxiety. So it could be social anxiety, general anxiety, test anxiety, or even experiencing panic attacks. 
those are all very common, believe it or not, and somewhat normal for college students. Anything in the area of anxiety like that. Number two, family expectations or problems. So, you know, sometimes when you go off to college, you feel that pressure, those bricks on your shoulders of what now you're there and you have to do well because your parents have worked really hard to get you to this point. They've paid for your gymnastics or your sport. They are paying maybe even for your college, even though you're on a team and you have to do well to please them. And then number three would be depression. So any kind of lack of energy, motivation, hopelessness, feeling overwhelmed. How about low self-esteem, homesickness, um, and just pure loneliness. Apparently one of the number one reasons college students don't make it through college is because of loneliness. So let's break this all down um, into bite-sized pieces. One of the things that I've learned speaking this summer to large groups of parents and athletes is that girls in particular really love to feel connected. They like to feel connected to um, their roommates. They like to feel connected to their coaches. They like to feel connected to their teammates. They like to just have that feeling that they have friends, that they, um, no one's talking behind their back, that they can trust people, that they're in a safe place. So I think sometimes feeling disconnected can be the beginning point of some of those other common issues that I just described, anxiety, expectations, and depression. So when you don't feel connected, you don't feel like what you're going through is normal. You feel disconnected from talking to people, disconnected from hearing from your friends that it's okay to have some of these feelings. So you go at it alone and that's when we really get into trouble. So you may struggle to develop habits such as time management, prioritization, and staying healthy. So you don't have mom and dad there and your coach, your regular coach that you've had your whole life helping you, reminding you of what you should be, how you should be sleeping, eating, and boundaries that are really keep you healthy and safe and mentally strong. Um, so the other big thing is that um, academic expectation. And I think anytime you go to college, you're going to feel like, am I going to be good enough? Am I smart enough? Um, and then you realize a lot of people at your school are at the same level as you. And so you have to actually compete harder to get the grades that you probably got in high school sometimes. Sometimes it's a reverse, but I think the acclimating to academic expectations can create some of the anxiety and depression or feeling disconnected. So you just aren't feeling like maybe you're good enough academically. So those are all really common emotions to go through, especially as a freshman, until you kind of get settled. So like I said, we're all about the upside of college. You know, the excitement of which college will you pick, which college will want you. Then you make that final decision. Then you go off to college. <laughs> you get in the dorm, because I can totally remember my first day in the dorm. And I was like in tears until I walked into my teammate's room, knocked on the door and said, 
hey, are you one of the gymnasts? And she said, yeah. And I mean, we've been best friends ever since. And we just started talking. And all of a sudden, everything felt better because I had someone to talk to. And I think that is um, really common. And so if that doesn't happen, if you aren't somebody who can just walk up, knock on someone's door, get to know people, um, get involved, get in, get connected, then it can be, um, you know, really challenging. And you might spiral into some of these feelings. Um, you might feel a depression over loss of things that are familiar. You might just feel regular homesickness a lot. You might not be sleeping. You might feel like you can't handle the academics, but you don't know who to talk to. You might be seeing people on social, um, you know, social on anything on your social media and everybody looks like they're perfect and happy at the college, but you aren't. You might have relationship issues. You might even start, stop eating because you feel out of control. You might even overeat. So any kind of eating disorders can start to happen because you, you want that control back in your life. And you might just have exposure to new people and ideas that actually aren't good for you, that are temptations for you. And you might actually regret it, but you don't know what to do. So those are all really common things that as I did some study on this topic that you could experience. So, so, so now let's talk about how do we um, know that those things could happen and what do we do now to help us adjust before we even get to college. That's sort of my hope from this podcast. Um, so one of the great things that I love about all of you girls out there that'll probably be on a college team um, is that you're going to be immediately connected to a family and that's going to be your team. All right. Um, number two, there's going to be study hall. So most coaches require you to go um, for a period of time once a week or maybe more often and study. And you may not like it at first, but it actually really helps you get all the things done that you need to get done. And then there's just basic accountability to, be, to stay a student athlete. So the NCAA will have standards that you have to meet or you will be put on probation. Um, and then they'll do that for a semester. And if you don't pick it up, then you'll actually not be allowed to stay on the team. So it's really important um, that you realize all these things are in place to help you be successful. And your coach may have standards that are on in the team handbook that you'll have to fulfill academically or not being late to practice or going to everything that's required, you know, and those are all there to build your confidence, your strength, to help you study. Um, so, you know, I believe all those things are there, at least when I was a head coach, to really help freshmen in particular um, manage their new life outside of the structure they were used to. So great college coaches see themselves as developing the whole person. Um, they are watching for their athletes on their team that appear to be struggling. And the cool part is it's not just the coaches. It's going to be an athletic trainer that's gonna see you every single day before practice, after practice. 
those athletic trainers are often the college coaches angels <laughs> because they provide even more safety nets for the athlete. Oftentimes the athletes will open up to the athletic trainer when they're in the training room, icing their bodies or getting a massage. And they often can really provide a lot of listening ear and ideas on support systems. So I used to just look at my athletic trainers every year and go, I don't know how I could do this without you. You know, it really takes a whole team to surround the athlete to make sure that everything that is possible is taking place to help them adjust to especially that freshman year. So the biggest thing I wanna say is you are not alone. You have your teammates, you have your coaches, you have new friends in the dorm, but you need to realize that even though there's a lot of freedom, there's a lot of choices, you need to decide before you even get to college what is your foundation of who you want to be, who you want to become, and how will you say yes and no to all the different things that you're going to be offered, you're going to be um, tempted by, and um, even your own team could have habits that you don't want to be a part of. And that's okay. That's part of being on a team. You're, you are not all going to agree. But I think finding one or two friends that you feel safe with, that you feel like you can talk to, that can normalize, help normalize what you're going to go through is really what saved me in college. And, um, you know, my dad always tells this really funny story. When he was alive, he would say, um, yeah, Jill, how many roommates did you have your freshman year? Let's count. <laughs> because I, for whatever reason, I started out with one girl on the team and we were so different and she wanted her room by herself. So I got to know some other girls on the same floor and I said, why don't I just move into one of their rooms? They had an opening so that you can have the room all to yourself because she liked to sew. She had a sewing machine. She needed more room. And so I moved out of that situation. Then the girl I moved in with became best friends with the girl on the team that I just moved out of, who now was mad at me for moving out. And so that didn't work out. So then I moved, so I moved three times. I moved in with a girl across the hall who wasn't on the gymnastics team at all. It worked out way better. And we are still best friends to this day. So talk about adjustments. I totally went through that. My dad made a joke out of it. But for me, I don't know, it was so many years ago, how I uh, moved from room to room, but I feel felt like I must have felt like I needed to. And I was glad that I had the confidence to do that. And I had the friends throughout the um, floor that, <laughs> that were amazing and that provided, you know, me to make those adjustments. So don't be surprised if you go through all kinds of things that you have absolutely no idea are going to happen when you especially become a freshman. So um, here are some tips that I think are um, good things to consider as a parent if you're listening to this podcast. What are some things you can do with your athletes who are younger, they haven't gone off to college yet? 
but you still have time to have these discussions, which they're not going to want to have because most college students don't think you know what you're talking about, right? So anyway, these are some tips. Um, here's three questions you can discuss with your athlete prior to college. One, um, did you know the number one issue for college students is loneliness? And then maybe talk about what that means and how that might feel and have they ever experienced loneliness, even in high school and what did they do? And those kind of topics would be great. Number two, ask your athlete, did you know you could be on a team of girls but feel very lonely? And then talk about examples of your life or what they've gone through on their team when they were younger and that that could absolutely happen. It does happen. And what would you want your daughter to do in that situation? What kind of things would, would be her options and choices in that kind of situation? And then number three, who would you go to if you needed help? Now that is very important. I think we don't talk about it enough. I'm not even sure college coaches bring it up during the recruiting process, but the statistics are showing that many athletes who are struggling with anxiety, depression, and loneliness um, don't feel like they can tell anyone because they're an athlete and they're being told they have to be stronger and in order to get through it, they need to just try harder and that to be a champion, champions never give up. So then what happens is, especially a perfectionistic gymnast, um, they internalize all of that and then eventually beat themselves up for it and then eventually see no way out. And we don't want that to happen. We want our kids, our girls, our gymnasts to know that these are normal feelings, they can happen and they have choices. So one of the things I recommend is that when you're on a college campus to ask, to look around, to find out on your recruiting trips, where do people go when they struggle? Do you have options? And if you see something, maybe you're on a tour and you see information about it, pick it up and ask the head coach. And if you don't get a good response or you don't feel like you can talk about it to the girls on the team or to the coaches, because it's kind of a taboo topic. And one of the statistics that I read when I did my research was that most teammates are the least empathetic to other teammates who are struggling with depression, anxiety, and loneliness. So you can only imagine how this could definitely go down a bad path if your own child doesn't understand mental health or doesn't understand that these things could happen to them because we just don't talk about it. We want it all to be good and perfect and shiny and fun and, and life just isn't like that. So that's why I'm doing this topic again today. I've done a little bit of this already, but it's just something to consider. Okay. Now, one study said, how do we deal with this as parents when the kids are still at home and they're not off to college yet? And they gave some tips. And what would be to have your child, before they leave for college, um, not don't be afraid as a parent to have them take full responsibility or some responsibility for their life and in appropriate ways, of course. So um, college freshmen 
when facing poor academic results tend to look for places they can deflect or blame. They might cite poor instructors, my teacher's really bad, noisy dorm rooms, um, lack of time, or not being graded fairly. So in all those situations, instead what we would want ideally for your child to be saying is, wow, I didn't get a good grade, I need to buckle down. I need to find a tutor. I need to take responsibility for myself, okay? And that's what you wanna be teaching them, the study shows, um, when they're young. So being that voice to them, well, okay, you struggled on this test in high school, what do we need to do? What are your options? What can you do, not what can I do to fix it for you? That's gonna be really important. So you wanna get your athlete to take responsibility prior to college for their actions. This will set them up for six more success when they actually get to college and struggle. And then holding them accountable, not doing everything for them, and you know, work on that not only in with their schooling, but regular life type of things. So having them do chores, having them do their own laundry, having them pack their own bags, um, all those types of things really do help them in the end to have confidence, to know they can deal with issues that come up. And that's what the studies showed when I um, did my research. So those are some of the practical things you can be doing as a parent to, again, um, get them to having learning when they're with you and then take that with them when they go off to college. All right. Second topic for today is how do you stand out at Best Darn Camps this weekend? So hopefully you might be traveling tonight or tomorrow to Washington and you can share this podcast with your athlete or you might. Um, so I'm hoping you'll be able to listen to this basically prior to heading there. And I've gone over many of this and it's not magic or rocket science, but Aside from wearing your leotard with your year and name, that can be really great at helping um, the athletes stand out to the college coaches because there's going to be some, my understanding, coaching, college coaches actually coaching the athlete, and then there's going to be some that are watching and observing. So number one, hopefully they've emailed the realistic schools on their list first, telling them they're attending, that they're excited, that they know you're coming as a coach, and what time and day are your sessions? Then number two, it's really important that we focus on the athlete doing clean gymnastics at Best Darn Camps. So even though you wanna show big skills, that is not as impactful as showing what you can do really well. I've always emphasized this. I know it can be challenging. You have to do whatever your club coach tells you to do if they're there, but just try to be as clean. So toes pointed, locked knees, straight arms on your cast, um, solid landings with your chest up. All those things really do make you stand out. Um, be also mindful of um, doing things that you know you can do with confidence. So all the different skills that you're working on that are brand new that you might struggle with, don't worry about doing those. Do the ones that you feel like you can just show it off. Um, that will make you stand out. All right, then be other-centered. So you want to show you are a team player. So help move mats, encourage the girls in your group, cheer them on. 
um, anything that you can do is, that way is something they're definitely watching for. Number four, show up with energy. So uh, if you've watched College Meets, there's nothing worse than everybody screaming and shouting for each other and then one or two girls that are standing there who never show energy. It just zaps a college team. <laughs> so um, really important that even if you're shy or more quiet, you've got to come out of your shell. You have to show that you are enthusiastic, that you cheer for your teammates, that you're encouraging them, you're high-fiving them. Those things, um, you know, make a really big impact as well. All right, so thanks for joining me here at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Um, feel free to email me anytime, jill at jhicksconsulting.com, and I would love to hear what you think of this podcast, what you want to hear in the future. Oftentimes, my best podcasts come from questions that parents ask me on the phone or during our sessions. So I want it to be practical. I want it to be beneficial. And um, I thank you for joining me here and being faithful followers. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can um, get all the new podcasts when I load them. And also, if you want to be a JH girl, all you got to do is go to jhicksconsulting.com, click on get started, fill out the forms page, and we'll give you a call. You will get your own personal advisor, and they're all really great. Um, the one thing I'd like to encourage is all you level nines out there. I feel like level nines are very scared to start the recruiting process. And what I want to say is, if you are a level nine, and you are hoping to go level 10, but you feel a little bit behind, or you feel like maybe you aren't good enough, I want to remind you that at JH Consulting, we do a lot of education and research for about five months together. It's not about you having to be a level 10. It's about you learning about what's ahead in the recruiting process. So even if you're a senior starting your senior year and you're not sure what your options are, but you're afraid to start with JH Consulting, I want to give a shout out to you. I want you to know that we understand and that we are here to give advice. We can't promise anything. There's no guarantees to being recruited, but I feel like if you don't at least give it a shot, then you're always going to look back with regrets. And we understand that and support that. So, all right, you guys have a really fun time if you're headed off to Best Darn Camp. And for all you parents out there who have kids going off to college, I hope this was an encouraging podcast for you as well. So make it a great day. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.